Welcome to the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay. This is your positive path for spiritual living. Uh, Actually, today is my son's, can you believe this, for those of you who have seen him grow up, it's his sixth birthday today. Turned six years old. And I don't know if it's maybe just because of that paternal feeling or it's just something that is within me, but I've been really wanting to make sure that Christmas means something deeper every year. That this Christmas holiday, that the Christmas story shows up in our home, in my life, in his life, in deeper and bigger ways, right? Because we can get lost in everything that is Christmas. But it really is a wonderful season. If you think about it, we're not only celebrating Christmas, so Merry Christmas to everybody that celebrates it, right? Happy Holidays. But also, the Jewish faith is celebrating Hanukkah around this time. So happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate Hanukkah. In a few days after Christmas, there'll be the celebration of Kwanzaa. So happy early Kwanzaa to everybody. But there's this, like, energy of celebration. There's this energy of something new coming and something deep happening in the collective consciousness. And what a wonderful thing if we're able to tap into that energy and to support us in basically riding the wave of that energy into a deeper understanding of what Christmas is all about. A deeper understanding of what really is before us as an opportunity to really take hold of and make a shift in our lives. It's a wonderful, wonderful time. And, you know, we uh, talk about uh, uh, preparing for the Christmas dinner, right? You do all the prep work. You prep up the Christmas tree. There's this wonderful opportunity to do our own inner preparation work for what is the Christmas holiday, but the remembrance of the Christ essence that is within us, a remembrance and awareness that within us is everything that we need to shift the life that we have to the life that we um want to express and have and be with in this life. And so um, Reverend Chris mentioned to you last week that we're doing the Advent season, and we're using the Advent season to help us during that preparation. And Advent, the word Advent, is the idea of something new on the horizon, something big, something grand being on its way. And the question to us, really, for me is, what is it that we don't currently have full ownership, full embodiment of? that is on its way, that we want to welcome in, to usher in during this holiday season. And especially this week. So last week, um, it was focused on faith and hope. This week is uh, focused on peace. So the question for me is, well, if I'm ushering in peace, where is it going to land? (laughs) Where are the places in my life where peace is being called forth? Is there a level of discord that I have with somebody? Is there a level of angst or hurt that I may be experiencing at work, at home? What are the challenges? What's the chaos that is taking place in my life where I am open and receptive to understanding it in a different way so that I can experience peace here and now? Really, this is the time when a new way of being is showing up. And all we have to do really is open ourselves to that, and in some ways just direct where in our life that is going to take hold of. Now, for me, it's really interesting because there's so many different things happening. I mean, it it is a chaotic time, right? I mean, not only is there the shopping, and how many of you no longer go to malls during this season? 
right? Yeah, <laughs> the new way of being. A couple of hands up over there, yeah. But, you know, it's chaotic. And on top of that, in Miami, we decide to throw Art Basel in for good measure during the holiday season, right? Um, but there's the chaos of families gathering. My own family is, we're going through a little bit of uh, discord as we try to figure out who we're spending which day of the holiday season with and that sort of thing. So there's all this chaos. But the chaos for me really is just a continuation of the chaos that was in the original Christmas story, the old Christmas story. Because if you think about it, what was going on before the birth of the Christ? Joseph and Mary have it go miles and miles and travel for a census. And on the way, trying to find a place where they can be and being told over and over again, we have no room for you here. We have no room for you here. So in the holiday season, there's already this tradition of chaos of issues, of challenges rising up. And I'm not surprised by that because especially, since I mentioned all these different faith traditions uh, ushering something new in, well, what happens sometimes when you say, all right, come on in, peace. Anything that is in contrast to that needs to be raised up to be healed, right? And so what if we can experience all the discord, all the challenges, all the chaos as part of the Christmas story that births peace, that really allows us to experience peace in a different way, are we ready for that possibility? Because in all of that chaos that happened in the original Christmas story, in all of the chaos of knocking on people's doors and trying to find a place to um, lay, what took place? All of a sudden, in one moment, the birth of Christ peace in a way that changed the world forever. Can you in this moment imagine that every single discord, every single challenge, every single piece of chaos that you may be experiencing right now is actually the place where peace is going to be birthed. It is the reason why peace is going to be birthed in a deeper way within you. The gratitude that you could maybe see some of these challenges through if you were to know that this is the way that peace is going to show up in the world. Charles Fillmore, he actually uh, was looking at, you know, what he would talk about Christmas. And one of the things that he says, in this matter of celebrating Christmas, what should be the message to get at the real Christmas? Shouldn't it be the celebration of the angels? Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill to men. Right there and then, he gave us the recipe for how we can move from a place of challenge, a place of chaos, to a place of peace. A few weeks ago, I shared with you that I was really excited, really happy, because I was feeling a deeper sense of peace because I cleaned out my garage. You remember that? And I had gone through the whole process of making the space, being comfortable in that void, in that vacuum, and really being at peace within it. Well, I was sitting with that, and I realized the only reason I had those experiences is because my garage was so chaotic and so disorganized in the first place. That is what actually allowed me to have this divine idea that manifested itself and gave me a deeper sense of peace, a deeper sense of wholeness. It was only because of all of that. By the way, you'll all be extremely happy to know that it's been a couple of weeks and that garage is still clean, organized, and very spacious. <laughs> Hasn't been easy, but it is. <laughs> 
But right there and then, you know, Charles Fillmore gave us the recipe. Nietzsche once said, one must still have chaos in oneself to be able to give birth to a dancing star. The dancing star, the Christmas star. How is that showing up in your life? How do you move from chaos to peace? An angel, right, whenever we hear of angel in the Bible, we understand that that's a message from God, a messenger of God. So something powerful, that angel is telling us, as it's telling us to glorify God, to bring peace on earth, to have good tidings towards men, it is telling us in that moment that that in itself is where power resides, the power to make this shift. And so glorify God. Where in your life is there a little bit of discourse? Discord. Well, and showing up in discourse sometimes. <laughs> but where in your life is there some of that discord? Is there a relationship that needs to be healed in this moment? Is there something happening at work? Is there something happening in your home life? Is it all of the above? Is it you thinking, ah, there's not that much discord? Even a tiny bit of discord or chaos, where can you find it? Why? So that you can heal it. Because even the smallest amount of things that are keeping you from fully understanding and knowing peace in your life is a great, big, huge opportunity for you to deepen your experience of the Christ within you. And so when you do look at those places in your life, can you stand in that moment? Can you stand here and now and glorify God? Just acknowledge God and whatever God is to you, right? If God is peace, can you acknowledge peace? If God is wisdom, can you, you know, um, I was thinking that I was going to be sleeping at like 10 p.m. last night because I now wake up at 5 a.m. on Sundays that I speak. So I had this whole plan and um, some stuff occurred and I wasn't able to get to my bed till 1230-ish. Then I had a long conversation with my husband. That's so why it was like 1.30. Then I tossed and turned all night. I woke up like three times. I finally woke up at like 4.30 in the morning and I was like, what's the point, right? And so there was this challenge within me, like there was this chaos building around me. I mean, I was tossing and turning. And then in that split moment, I had a thought and it was God's presence is here. It's not me, the ego speaking. God's wisdom is speaking as me. In those moments of discord where you're having some sort of discussion or relationship issue coming up, not my ego, but the love of God is here as me. To really embody yourself with the awareness that you are God's presence wherever you're at. So in that moments of challenge and moments of trials and tribulations, can you stand there and say, it is not I, but the God as me that is here. When you do that, something really powerful happens because what you're doing, what I was doing in that moment is releasing control. What I was doing was giving it over to that God presence within me. And just the awareness to do that creates such a powerful shift that continues to evolve in that situation. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, it says, Come to me, all that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Acknowledging God, giving it to God in that moment refocuses us. 
right? Like you refocus, no longer looking at what is missing, but what is coming. Instead of looking at what is the problem, you're already realizing that the solution is coming as a result of that situation or that challenge showing up in your life. And so then once you acknowledge the next step, according to the wise words of Charles Fillmore, our Unity co-founder, is to really be able to be in peace with the human experience. How can we do that? It can be so difficult at times, right? And you've just acknowledged the presence of something greater than your own understanding. To be able to trust that, to be able to give into that, and then to be able to just ask and be in curiosity, how is peace now showing up? I love uh, Reverend Dorothy Pearson. By the way, since we're celebrating Advent, um, if you weren't here last Sunday, we gave out these Advent booklets from Unity Village. If you didn't pick one up, um, make sure that you pass by our ushers and get another one, so, or get one, so that you can follow along with the Advent. It's a really wonderful exploration. And Reverend Dorothy Pearson is quoted in the part about peace, and she says, we cannot ask the whole world to stop just because we want to get quiet. But I have found that within all noise, there is a silent point. What if in those challenges, in those times of chaos, we simply asked, where is the silent point? Where is it? Just be in curiosity. You don't even, we don't even need to find it. We just need to be open to it finding us. One of the things that I loved about this past Friday when Elizabeth Gilbert was here, how many of you were here for Elizabeth Gilbert? She was fabulous. Somebody told me I just, I, that same night, they said, I love everything she said. And I said, great, because you're going to hear a lot of it on Sunday. <laughs> but one of the things that she said was the idea that whenever she goes and connects with presence, the only thing that she hears in many different ways, but the one thing that she really just hears over and over again is, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. Say that with me. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. Say it to somebody to the side of you. It's all going to be okay. Say it to the other side. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. Let me ask you something. In this moment, from the moment you started saying that to the moment where you just stopped, was there more peace within you? You didn't look for it. You just affirmed it. And all of a sudden, you knew it. Can you do that in moments of challenge and tribulations? John O'Donohue says, let there be an opening into the quiet that lies beneath the chaos where you find peace you did not think was possible and see what shimmers within the storm. The storm is there. The chaos is there. Our focus of it, what we're looking for in that moment is something different. And that makes such a powerful difference. Now, join me in taking a deep breath, allowing that peace just sink in a little deeper within you. So then good tidings towards men, towards humanity, really, right? Like this was written many years ago. <laughs> but um, good tidings to humanity. And when we talk about humanity, we are, we're a part of it, right? So it's not just the external, it's the internal also. How are you bringing good tidings to yourself in those moments of challenge? And as you do so, it expresses out in a way that actually benefits all of humanity. So it's a beautiful process that you go through. But how are you doing that? For me, 
the words that are really important is to just ask, what would love do now? We've shared those many times. But what would love do now? So you've already acknowledged the presence of God. You've already been open to the peace of God. What would God love do now? And when you ask that question, it can come up in many different ways. If it's an issue that you're having in a relationship, it can be boundaries. It could be redefining a relationship. If it's something at work, it could be talking to somebody about it, or it could be finding a new job, whatever it is. But simply asking that question, what would love do now, moves you to look at it in a different way and act from a different space. What would love do now? And being able to realize that as you're doing that, you're benefiting yourself and you're expressing love out in the world. You're raising the consciousness of love in the world. If we can experience chaos as one of the biggest gifts that life has given us. If we can experience the shadow so that we can know and desire to experience the light in deeper ways, how does that awareness all of a sudden dissipate the darkness? How does it really bring a new way of experiencing that? This is the opportunity that is before us to really be focused, to really be aware of the opportunity of going deeper in the Christmas story, to really know how that birth of the Christ or that awareness of the Christ is going to go deeper within you so that it can take hold of you like it never has before. The advent of something new, a new way of living for you. And so it's time for us to dig deeply into it. It's time for us to really excavate within our soul and make this big space for what we want to experience, to really be born anew. And so this is a really amazing opportunity to experience heaven on earth, to be able to see every experience as the opportunity, as the gateway to a heaven on earth. Um, Thomas Merton says, it is in everybody, and if we could see it, we would see these billions of points of lights coming together in the face and in the blaze of a sun that would make all of the darkness and cruelty of life vanish completely. I have no programs for this seeing. It is only given, but the gate of heaven is everywhere. Don't let this time pass you by. Don't let this Christmas season be like previous ones. Make this the advent of something new and step in through those gates and experience heaven like you've never experienced before. Thank you and amen. Let me just stay up here and tell another joke. (laughs) That's not why I'm here, but I do have to grab a microphone. Uh, Earlier today, I was in the foyer with a friend of yours who was commenting to me what an honor and a privilege it has been to watch this man next to me grow and expand and become the great spiritual leader that he is today. And I know that you all agree with me on that. So I'm really thrilled standing before you and next to Juan as I make the announcement that he has been appointed to the volunteer position of serving as a member of the board of directors of Unity World Headquarters at Unity Village, Missouri. 
I alarmed some people uh, earlier this morning because they thought that meant that he was leaving Unity on the Bay. <laughs> That's not the case. He will be visiting more frequently my hometown of Kansas City and our world headquarters at Unity Village, but it's a volunteer capacity. It is, however, a great honor for him to be asked to serve in this capacity. It is a testimony to who you are, and I also really believe it's a testimony to who all of you are, who we are as Unity on the Bay. So join me in congratulating, saluting, and celebrating Reverend Juan Del Hierro in this wonderful, wonderful appointment. <laughs> I've said it before, but, you know, I'm a product of unity on the bay. And so this know that I carry you with me at all times, and now most especially at Unity World Headquarters. Um, and it's a beautiful place. It's a great place that I am going to be allowed to um, serve in and through. And it's a place that, as many of you know... Um, kind of birthed Reverend Chris, too, <laughs> as he was there for many, many decades. And it's a place that we would love for all of you to experience. It's just such a wonderful uh, place right outside of Kansas City. And so a few months back, I was actually blessed uh, to have been invited to co-facilitate the Silent Unity annual retreat there next year, which is in April. And so we're going to make a big old party out of that because it's a great opportunity for all of us to come together and take a pilgrimage to Unity Village. Reverend Chris is gonna be joining us there and we'd love for you to be a part of that. So there's more information on our website on how you can sign up to be part of that retreat and spend a couple of days at Unity Village with Reverend Chris and myself. So um, we'd love to have you experience that. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to announce that our very own Myra Alvarez. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay, a spiritual community located in Miami, Florida. Unity on the Bay is supported by the generosity of its community. If you'd like to make a donation or learn more about Unity on the Bay, please visit unityonthebay.org. You can also follow Unity on the Bay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for even more positive spiritual inspiration. Until next time, thanks for listening and many blessings. Namaste.